Animal Corn Kingdom. Beginning of Act One. <laughs> next campaign. Next campaign. Animal <coughs> ah, Corn Kingdom. <laughs> it's sucking your teeth. It's the worst. He just whips out Candyland. <laughs> All right. Last time. Earth and Norwin step through a tree. After Earth has his fancy new ring and whatnot, and you come to the court city, you fly via carpet to Elkris's apartment where Annie is staying. You meet up with her. You all know that you are uh, <clears throat> requested, aka expected by the by the crown, to spend the night at the castle. Make sure that there's no funny business and you don't get you know assassinated or whatever else before the summit. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you we see behind that, that tree, Fiorlands. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's, damn my, that's my fake butt. I'm behind this tree. <laughs> so, you guys go there. You see that there are a plenty of guards milling about the teleportation circle out front, the, the large, you know, the covering royal, royal palace there. The um, metal disc covering is open, as it typically is, and, and a nice rug tapestry tarp. I was calling it last time. That didn't quite. Maybe a tapestry would be would be a smart thing to, <laughs> to call it. A beautiful rug essentially is is laid out, so people can teleport to it while still hiding the um, magical um, symbol of it. Yes, thank you. The teleportation from the sigil. You guys are, are led inside, obviously known entities at this point in time, but you flash your badges all, all the same to make sure that you are who you say that you are. You see the gardens are robust and beautiful here, and the number of artists and the such have severely dim diminished this day. Even the day be before the summit, there's very, very few in here. There's essentially none of these 60 milling around, no tourists um, milling around. It's kind of like tourists go to Buckingham Palace, mm -hmm. you know? There's areas that they can't go, but there's areas that they can go. And in here, the Royal Palace is a, is a free landmark of the world. Castle, the castle. But if they're at a peace summit. Sassant and Trilides and the, and the manors and the temples, those are more for the people that are, visit, are um, not tourists. But yes, precisely. So you go in there, you see guards all over the place and people tending to the Gardens, um, stewards, people digitating and, and mending and just a soap and bothering and, and scrubbing things aplenty on the inside. Knowing that's where most of this will be taking place. The continual flames are being recharged. Um, the, the sun orbs are, are being polished and whatnot. Everything is being made to look beautiful. You, you guys go in. Uh, are led to your chambers, you drop off your things, and then you go and meet with Queen Selene, because you were all wondering the same thing. Where's our job here, really? And so she sort of walks you through the, the your um, roles here are ostensibly for what? According to everybody else here, what are your roles here for? Muscle. <laughs> now, Annie, now Annie might be a yeah. bit of an exception. Muscle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As voice of the crown and the elves, especially, and who knows how far that information got out. Uh, tell me more about these people that killed uh, one of our own, one of our very powerful. Um, but that information is sort of no. being kept <laughs> behind lock and key, in a sense. I'll see you in a moment. <laughs> However, obviously, uh, a more pressing focus for, for, for you three and Eklund, the king, the, the, the queen, Daniel, Av Avalok, those who know, 
those who are in the, the know, is this might be your last, if surely your best chance of finding if there is an, an infiltrator who, who, it, who could possibly be. Um, Selma says, if there is somebody that is trying to steer the war in some way, shape, or form, there is literally no better place than, than this. We'll be making decisions here. And she said that this summit may take several days. Um, in fact, she fully expects it to take at minimum three, but if things get very tactic discussion, it could be a week or more. The um, guests will all be staying in Castle Trailities next to Castle uh, Sassant, a whole separate castle within the Royal Palace with this glass dome and beautiful things and all that jazz. Um, very precisely. So then people start coming. Who were the first? Who was the first de delegation to arrive? <laughs> Agwistone. Was indeed the Nobody first. wanted to take my bet, but <laughs> we knew you were right. <laughs> did the royal family or did the Inquisition step through first, though? The, the royal family stepped through right. mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. Didn't their um, Mithril Guard step through first? Yes, yes Mithril Guard was first through first. The king and the queen were right behind. Mm -hmm. With the Gregory and Paulina. Ozone. Orzo. Orzhov. 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 We said it earlier and we were right. I have it written down like that phonetically. I just Orzhov. suck at reading. <laughs> yes. And their children. Y yep. Mm -hmm. We and don't have pictures for us, so they're obviously the <laughs> bad guys. <laughs> Came right after. Yep. Mm -hmm. here. Very good. Looking all superior bad and whatnot. Bad guy. And then I yep. believe the next person to come in, you haven't mentioned him, but how could you forget our good friend? Merrick Dar Darby. Darby. Yep. Mm -hmm. fall. The fourth inquisitor. The fourth <laughs> inquisitor, followed by old Squeaky Wheels himself. <laughs> who was being pushed <coughs> by who? Your little Teferi. mind player, yeah. Teferi. Mm -hmm. No, wait. <laughs> Did Teferi? you say the mind player? Mind player. <laughs> oh, I thought you said <laughs> the mind player. I'm like, fuck my notes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you guys are confident. <laughs> yeah, I'm the mind player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That what was the, so we have seven here, but there's actually four of the, the mythical guard here and the two children. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Next to step through was who? The elves. Elfheim. The elves, indeed, indeed. They stepped through. The wardens, fathers. Wife and daughter. Yeah, I didn't write them down for some reason. Mm -hmm. So we have Pax Cornel Paxador Lafravenea, mm -hmm. who's a bit Paxador. harsh of torn. And I, I suppose I'm, I, we're not going to have all these pictures up the whole time because they're, they're impossible. But mm -hmm. if you guys want, mm -hmm. look, look at your phone and you have access to everything. So I put them all right there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that would be impossible to look, look here. Lambus. Lambus T. Cornalis. Paxador Lambus. Amenea Trecoristas. Mm -hmm. These are the three members of the Castle Karn. Mm -hmm. Their titles are Cornels. And then Lady Illustrial de Dwalin enters the sole delegate from the Cormanthir. Mm -hmm. Who? Yes, then the sole <laughs> delegate of the Undying Court itself. Though. Um, Specifically, she's uh, attending on behalf of the Tabledros. You all know her 
she's be beholden to the Undying Court, which all of them really are. And then these three were here as well. Daughter, mother, mother. So just so I can clarify, like, political motivations and whatnot, mm -hmm. these three delegates are also beholden to the Undying Court. Like, they don't... No. Mm -hmm. They may worship them. Okay. Most, uh, most elves do. Not all, but most. But they are not beholden to their order or, or anything of the, of the sort. It's sort of like, you know... Very much like the Pope could recommend something to the Crown, but the Crown might be like, yeah, fuck that, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. cool, precisely cool, cool. that and the wardens are this is the warden of, of the south which means he is responsible for the border between alfheim and, and, and sermonea that's why he was your um mm -hmm. escort while you were in shea Kerdal uh, and uh family family business apparently because you know that that is his wife and, and daughter and elves live so so long that that makes sense mm -hmm. and then finally we have the Scarlish delegation. Came down mm -hmm. in a <coughs> thunderous clap. Well, pot belly pig boy. Pot belly pig boy, the ambassador. Fat blade. Grimace. Fat blade? Grimgus. Fat blade? <laughs> Did you yep. name after the guy that steals uh, is the hamburger? That must be. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. No, I didn't. Backbreaker? Or Bordian Backbreaker, yep. Bordian Wyvern Captain? Backbreaker, the captain of the Wyvern Riders. Mm -hmm. uh, He's cool. He's cool. I want to know more about that. But the person responsible for the, the teleportation and one who Annie had poked through the mines, which we'll get to that very shortly here. I figured yeah. it makes sense to do this sort of recap. Rune Sorrow. Mm -hmm. Several hours. General Habenbeck Warblooded, who you do indeed at some point mm -hmm. during the discussions, pulls out his little book and bellows, much like you see here. Oh, I don't have Cows and pigs and fruit. And then two members of the Goldbacks, their, their colloquial uh, term in, in common for the king's guard. We have this is a member here, and then this mm -hmm. is actually the captain right here. So Drudge Longbeard and Rotdal. Golden Lord. Oh, you only have two gray weapons? <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> he's thinking that you're. You. He's thinking that you're compensating for something. <laughs> Toss the dagger in the air. Then I got three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> and then obviously I can pull up my fat stacks, which I'm not going to go through all of them by any means at all. But suffice to say, there are fat stacks of um, paladins. Ceremonian folk. And such, so we got th th these two here, Avalok and, oh, and yeah. Guy, Avalok who you don't too. know. Havergast, the, the, the Rolling Thunder, is mm -hmm. here, as well as uh, Cedric Gamora. Degree? Oh. Is there. Your little boy toy. Chesk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, they yes. all arrived. <laughs> the, the, the Queen Selene, as well. King as the body. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Here's the other palace that like, are there. Naturally there. Mm -hmm. Elspeth is there. So yeah, that, there's a fuck ton of people here mm -hmm. right now. And this is not all of them, obviously. There's many, many guards around and even more paladin and cleric sort. But not like the place is full of them. The court city is the highest concentration, but you imagine they're not typically used as just guard, even for something like a sun. Most of them are out there in the field. Or if they are here in, in the city, they're there at the pavilion of the host or doing other duties. 
this is still a pretty significant concentration, having one, two, three, four, five, um, just th that you know of here, mm -hmm. uh, six if you, if you include Cedric, who's on there as well. With all of these people, as they, they arrive, they're all, all escorted, oh, and all of the paladins have their chevalier, their beautiful, resplendent white horses, um, Ifandes, mm -hmm. Gwena, uh, Arvindor or Arval? Oh, I forgot what the King of Kings was now. In any case, um, that mm. horse is the bad guy. <laughs> yep. They guide them in, and as as, as you mentioned, Rachel, the the, the scholarship delegation did indeed claim we don't need to uh, drop off our, our stuff. We we don't we're not here for soft beds and pillows. We are here for dis for discussion and demands. She's like, well, we highly re recommend they talk about how it's wasteful. Mm -hmm. These things. It sounds, sounds like, well, isn't it more wasteful using your magic to traverse great distances twice a day? And they say, don't worry about our means of, tra uh, of, of travel. Maybe a power play, maybe a flex. But as you, as I believe you mentioned, King Motsunir is paranoid. He's known as mm -hmm. being paranoid. Very few people meet with him. So this could be his paranoia. Or I believe you even mentioned maybe there's something that, that that's leading into that or causing that. In any case, that is what they claim. The summit began in earnest, and if you recall, first the king there be broke off yes, for change. very good. Mm -hmm. so that king broke off, and the the day before, or this morning, I forgot to mention before everybody arrived, you guys did, you checked out everything that would be there. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we moved a plan. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> the main. <laughs> no, I could have summarized the in, the entire plant. session by crew moves a plant. Yep, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's pretty good. Some of you guys are like we. Like smoking weed dealers, like dude, we're moving, <laughs> we are moving plant like mad. Mm -hmm. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Yep. So you know where, where the um, where the <laughs> luncheon and the dinner will be taking place. You know where the grand meeting ch chamber will be, where, where that is taking place. You know that there will be a gala dance social hour of sort, where there will be with music, all the dragon marks dancing. All the dragon marks will arrive at that point it, precisely. Mm -hmm. This first day. Want to get some things out of the way before the dragon marks come in. Do the dragon marks ever get in on the negotiations like we're having now? Starting the next day, they okay. will be there. Gotcha. For the, all 12 of them will. But only okay. the matriarchs and patriarchs. They're not supposed to bring heirs. Yep. Or guards. Even. Or guards. Mm -hmm. And that's to the parties, too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool, and cool, we cool, also cool, cool. spat on a little spat between these two. Oh, yeah. Between Vanuel oh, and yeah. I forgot about that. There was a, a, a kerfuffle at. At, at night, and you guys, uh, mm -hmm. it was about what it what, what it was about, mm -hmm. and then you you had a chat with Banyo as, as he, he made his, his way. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for reminding me of that. Might be relevant. And you guys know that the gardens will be available for people who are sick of dancing or want more privacy can can go out there and enjoy the beautiful fountains and benches. And and you had asked, me, is there a, is there a place where plants? might be and she's like everywhere but if you want specifically Dang. greenhouse that she will opt oh if you're interested in going, going outside i highly recommend the greenhouse sort mm -hmm. of thing so you went there you did move a potted plant very good mm -hmm. yep. Thanks, um Dan. and you haven't cast your spell on it yet though right no, not yet but you'll do that at some point in time presumably before everybody heads out there yep um What's going on with you? Dude, no. I don't know, but he keeps 
staring into the darkness of our bedroom and then whining. And I don't like that. <laughs> I will close the, the bedroom door and I might put him in the other room you, if he keeps it up. You don't see. You don't, you don't Maybe see. Maybe that's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Hold on a sec. Somebody pick up, pick up the thread where I left off. Let's see what you have to go. We'll move plants. We did the. We mind joined. Yeah, um, mind joined. Yeah. And then. We I think after that, we really just got into the meeting, Trace. didn't we? Yeah, we got into the meeting. Trace, come. Yeah, where basically there was a couple of discussions. Scarland, in particular, was demanding. Quite like, a few demands. Fruits and veggies. Um, a hundred healers, horses, yeah, yeah, horses. in exchange for like iron and silver or things that they can mine out of the ground, mm -hmm. yeah. essentially. Um, there well, was a lot of that was just like even for our allegiance, wasn't it? Like it, it was, wasn't necessarily yeah. like a fair trade. It was like you mm -hmm. give us this, and then we'll open up trade mm -hmm. for our minerals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. And then they also uh, there was talk about the wyvern riders, and they're like, "No, we're not moving those fuckers out." They'll never leave our borders, no. even though they're like, "Well, what are they being used for?" Oh yeah, they're Fucking not even. Nothing. Their northern assault is not even an assault anymore. They're yeah. just at least not in the last three years. Eggstone mm -hmm. claims that they they have information that um, naval assaults via the via the Oracle Lake, which really should be called the Oracle Sea. It's fucking huge, right? Mm -hmm. Have been non-existent for a long time. Then you know there's that um, land bridge, land bridge. Mm -hmm. north of that. Uh, as far as Agastone's information says, in, Intel there hasn't been much on that front either. And the northern border, they don't know as much about that. Mm -hmm. But are they really putting all the people there? So yes, the point. Very, very good memories. That was a big sticking point. Is your wyvern riders are very powerful. They can get places fast, and wyverns are. <laughs> Better than a horse, yep. <laughs> you know. So uh, let's use that shit for assaults. And they're like, as 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 Leo, mm -hmm. I believe that was word for word. They will never leave our border. The King Motsinier, I believe, is specifically King Motsinier, will not let these leave our borders. And that's pretty much the only thing that Virgian said the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So. And then speaking of negotiations, the moon wall came up. Yes. The elves were demanding the moon wall be returned before they even really consider the idea of becoming allies. Mm -hmm. And the king was like, fuck no. Fuck that shit on my mouth. Indeed. And you two took, you two, well, because like your talk would have been during, so like yeah, you right two made some yours. points that like maybe it should be returned, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you know, maybe give them some time or something to like mm -hmm. have a transitionary period. It doesn't have to be immediate or something. Yes, um, but Norwin still weren't necessarily even happy with that. Norwin yeah. had some good um, words here, asking for excuse for his interjection, saying he's an act warden of the crown. Respectfully, the elves live a very, very long time. Sixty years simply does not mean the same thing to them. So on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, pointing out, you understand well the desire not to uproot your citizens. Only place that some of them have ever called home a very noble desire. Really laying it on thick with, with your plus zero charisma. <laughs> Which I imagine what that means is Norwin's just saying like matter-of-factly. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know? It's like, well, this is true. But also this is true. And they're like, well, what side are you on? Mm -hmm. You know, in typical And that was yes. Norwin fashion. <laughs> yep. In no? mm -hmm. Sides are good. <laughs> Sides are good. You both have them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you, talked, and you talked about Queen um, Mother Elspeth uh, b being known far and wide for what she did to sow peace between, between um, realms, calming hostilities, asking for unity. 
these, these things happen, these things, you actually mentioned that the phase states are broke off into their own independent governances. That did not mar her legacy, nor the legacy of those that came before. I think was a very good point, a little bit of history. Mm -hmm. Add a little that. Long story short, you said the, you said all this stuff that's on Slack and mm -hmm. borderlines until we fill up the next 10,000 mm -hmm. <laughs> posts on it. And um, the, uh, the elves agreed to to an extent, and their specific uh, um, uh, ask was that discussions are had while this alliance is, is in existence and the king of, of Agrestone, uh, King Paul Duran said, sure, 10 years, that's not, nothing to an elf. And they said, even for an elf, 10 years is unacceptable. So they asked for three years. And, uh, and they want a uh, reparations levied against it starting in three months time. Numbers to throw about Selene keeping the peace. And Agrestone agreed to a payment of 5,000 gold on a quarterly basis for the next three years, at which time they will have another discussion. Not that much money, kind of chump change, but 0.1% of what the Moonwald brings in every quarter. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and this is numbers, this is not the first thing that, that the Elf said and King's like, great. There's a lot of, you know, pushback and suddenly being like, come on people, let's, let's move forward to something here. Mm -hmm. So agreement was had, and it seems to have at least a swash. This initial meeting seems to be, you can see why the dragon marks aren't involved here, because it seems to be a lot of quashing beefs between the realms that have existed for a long time. These realms have been at war for many, many times in, in, in the past. The last 60 years of peace is not entirely uncommon, but in the last 1,700 years, they've had a fair, plenty of, of, of wars. Lines have been redrawn plenty of times. Anything else that you uh, specifically recall happened that is of import? Um, let's see. I, I, I do think that was pretty much right, yeah. at, right at the, the end there. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. Because yeah. we were going for a break in mm -hmm. discussion and whatnot. Because I did the detect thoughts on those people. Ah, yes. Yes, that was good. And then when we had a break, I went to the bathroom with the boys. And mm -hmm. I put two more in the ring, and mm -hmm. we rejoined, didn't mm -hmm. we? Or did we take ten minutes in the bathroom or no? I don't think we would have had the time to do that. Well, they know that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, how long was this diplomatic break? Fifteen minutes or two minutes? You know, like which the diplomatic break? I mean, like oh, we just ended at basically. Yeah, yeah. that was um, the end mm -hmm. until ten like for dinner. Oh, yeah, then so then I feel like we would have taken the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, I thought. Sure. I'm sorry. I thought it was like a. Oh, break. and you yes. did meet with Hecklin before BB beforehand, yes. and cast non-detection on on you. You cast it on, mm -hmm. on him, so you guys, are in theory, your mind, you should not be able to be perceived by divination magic, which detect thoughts is a mm -hmm. divination magic. So you should be good on that front. You still have the next next tune. Also, do you have but a tune, by the way? Our communication skills still work even with not like non-detection doesn't. Like oh, that's a really good point. If that's a if that's a divination spell, I bet then it, it is. would not work. Yeah, let me check. The mind thingy. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry to be that guy. No, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I would still have the necklace, the lyre of valor, and purple wand. Mm -mm. Yeah. The divination. ring re requires a. a What's a that? Tune. Divination. If you're using the ring, which you have been, then mm -hmm. you have to have the ring. Attuned. That's right. So then my lyre of valor, I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have that. It is a divination. It is it a is. divination. Mm -hmm. okay. So you would not have the ability to, to do that. Well, you two can link up. Flying solo. 
No, they all have. We all have non detection, non -detection on. Cast. Oh. It does the same thing as as for the evening. For yeah, the evening. for the evening. Well, we'll just talk the old fashioned way with our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna sound great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have the diplomatic Why jelly did you on? Turn into an elemental. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right. So r ring a wand of the dominant person and death shadow. Mm -hmm. I take it. Uh, not death shadow. Well, they're both neck and necklaces. Yeah, the, oh, of course, duh, duh. That and we we're just talking about it. Mm -hmm. That necklace, the, the dominate person, and the ring. Okay. Um, yeah. If you want to unattune from the ring or unattune to something different, you can. If you have an hour to sort of more or less focus on that. But I would want the ability to cast that quietly. So. Okay. Sounds pretty nice to have. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, that I had a feeling last time that you did, didn't say the ring, and that's my fault too. I didn't th think think about it until right now. I was like, wait a minute, I don't think you have the ring of tomb, but you don't need to. So, mm -hmm. okay. Yes. So, Selene finally ca calls a, a halt to the day's meetings uh, uh, when stomachs be begin to protest. As stomachs begin. Grumbling. Fortunately, it, it sounds like the verbal grumbling is subsiding a, a bit mm -hmm. from how things had originally kicked off. Um, that is dying down at this point in time. So it was a good point to stop. Good from progress. What was made things about the moon wall and whatnot. But at the same time, you three who have not usually been a part of such sort of um, uh, summits and whatnot are sort of like, Circuses. did we really do anything? Like, like what was legitimately accomplished? Mm -hmm. You can see how this is some sort of thing that might take several days, long days. All these sods did is show up and make stupid demands that have nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. It's a show of faith. Let that hand, that's something. It's a show of faith. To see what they can get. Mm. Yeah. Not to actually solve the problem. Yeah. No, but, you know. At least the ears were present. Because it's hard to do anything without the ears being there. You're right, you're right. So I agree that didn't feel like much was happening. Well, that's why they say it takes a couple of days, right? Mm hmm. Well, better that than they need our services immediately. I am glad we got all of this out there before the dragonborns are here because they're going to throw in what they want. Holy shit, those dragonborns. <laughs> 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 Riven at this back. What do you know? <laughs> What's with you guys in my notes? You're reading my notes. Uh -huh. Oops. Um, oh, dragonborns. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say dragonborns again. Yeah. No, dragonborns. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> no, they'll all die instantly. They're all just Sean, Sean Bean. <clears throat> yep. I'm sorry. You were saying? Oh, no, that's pretty much oh, it. You're, okay. Because they're throwing in their own agenda seen as they can do business outside of the city. Mm -hmm. Once, you know, if this goes through, then it's like they'll have their own, they'll be seeking out certain prospects. I, that makes mm -hmm. sense. That makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we get quite a bit of shuffling and hustling from Orion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trying to really extend their thinking. reach. Extend their reach. Quickly, because mm -hmm. their house was shrinking, right? They're yeah. That's the one that's getting chomped on. Yeah. I see this in Orlando. So what's exactly next for us? I think we 
That's it, it's, that's it for the night, right? We're done? No. No, now, now we eat. You, you guys are sitting, the well, you guys dance. are having this conversation mm -hmm. while dinner is being, being had. Because remember, there's the long Are we eating at the table we were just negotiating at? Nope. Oh, you guys went to a different like spot, and oh. there's the big ta table, but then they had those um, cocktail tables, those standing tables as, as well. Gotcha. You're kind of like, I could go for a nice sit, -sit down, because I've been standing. <laughs> you don't have chairs there, and you don't have chairs here. Um, so you got, we'll say you guys are having this conversation, hushed tones, ha having you know, a, mm -hmm. a, a, a plate of food mm -hmm. at the dinner. Meanwhile, the table is fairly boisterous with casual conversation that eventually leads to less casual things um, as time goes. Everybody wants to start. Now they don't have to wait turns like, and speak one, one by one. The din of conversation is growing, giving you guys a very good cover to have mm -hmm. clandestine chats mm -hmm. as you are. So we'll just say that's where you are right now. Perfect. Go ahead. Continue what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And you have Strychnine around doing like mm -hmm. Strychnine is doing invisible lamps. As I said, many conversations are being had. Too many to track them all. And the difference here than it was at the Tang Gala, though we did apply this at the Gala quite a bit, is in general, the Gala people were interested in you because you were the guests of, of honor. Mm -hmm. In this case, uh, I will likely infrequently be having people come to you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, to eavesdrop or enact or begin a conversation, mm -hmm. I will ask that you initiate that. Or you can stand and watch. So I, I was just going to ask some of these mm -hmm. conversations that you're saying start out casual and they're not so like what are, who's saying what, what are they saying? Kinda. Sure. So, so for example, um, Bombas might, might say to him, um, Ambassador Grimace, I should have told him to call him Grimace. <laughs> Grimace is... Ask him, well, how, how are things in Scarland? Same as usual, what do you think? <laughs> and kind of like laughs and says, well, 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 you know, it's much warmer up, up, up there, not on the peaks. You know, just you know, that sort of stuff, talking about the own weather, how, how, how are things? Uh, so truly, has the northern border been still? So see, see how that sounds mm -hmm. casual. It was, com com it was completely how are things? That doesn't mean anything. How's the weather? It doesn't mean anything. How's the northern border? It doesn't seem like much, but really. Very loaded question. A loaded question. And then he'll respond with something like, like oh, you know, it has been a bit slow. I will not lie to you, uh, Colonel Bambas, but uh, how are your trees doing? Um, how, how is your bounty of spoils in the forest, you know, so these sort of jabs <laughs> and <fruits>? loaded <laughs> questions start coming there. That's, that, that's an example of what I mean off the top of my head about things that kind of totally. fly back and forth. And mm -hmm. it's not constantly like one-upping. Some conversations are truly casual. You can probably imagine the folk that are having more actual enjoyable um, conversation. Um, Moonseeker is not. She's, mm -hmm. pretty she's pretty quiet. But Lustriel yes, is truly engaging people. You know, she's a known entity here. You didn't quite mm -hmm. realize how much attention she commanded until she was here. People, like, you know, bow to her in deference and stuff. She's, like, you know, 
hundreds of years old and has been known on battlefields and wars long ago. So they're you know talking to her about stuff, and she's actually quite, quite kind. She's not asking anything. Stuff like, ah, you revived my uncle 150 years ago at the Battle of Aldemar. I remember every man that I revived. Truly? What was your father's name again? <laughs> that's that's when they yeah, they'll laugh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Unfortunately, I forgot all the women. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't revive women. I don't have woman friends. Annie's horns. Folk who are quiet at the dinner table right now would be the guards, the people who are here for the guards. Wardens of, of the elves are not doing much talking at this moment. Amongst themselves, yes, these two are not doing much talking here. The Mithril Guard, you don't, you'll hear a peep from them the, in the entire time. You've never seen a Mithril Guard talk except to uh, answer a direct question mm -hmm. or give a direct order. I made that one laugh. That's true. <laughs> he will never confirm that. <laughs> that never happened. Would Orzov they executed him be immediately. Talking to everyone? Mm -hmm. Orzov would definitely be talking to people. I would people. over. I, I would listen. Give me that shit, Orzy. Yeah, she she would be. Um, you know, you know what's kind of fun? The fact that I can't see things, I can just flip to a, a random one. Well, not her. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we'll say that she she's talking as a cleric to another cleric. Um, one one of of the undying court and one of the um, host. She's having conversations with with Lady Alustio right now, talking about her. Um, what she's done in the past, she hopes that she has as grand a kind of funny. They're kind of posed the exact same way. Mm -hmm. I like to think that she saw her and was like, "Oh shit, I should do, do that too." I'm gonna be the Eggstone yeah. version of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's being very respectful. Um, copy my paper. Just change it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ors is being very, very respectful. They're having a, a very respectful conversation. But you can, uh, did you choose to listen? You just see that they're talk. They're talking. Yeah, I'll listen. Orsov, you can tell that her questions are sort of like inching around. So she's asking more about the Cormanthir at this point. You know, after a certain point of blah, 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 she's asking about the Cormanthir. Um, and, you know, like, like well, how, how, how many um, members are there again? It's difficult for, for us to keep their attention straight in Angerstone, though we are neighbors after all. Oh, they change throughout time. Really? I wouldn't think so. The elves are so long-lived. Long, long I imagine the numbers must be growing and, and, and growing. Unless the war has taken an, an unfortunate toll, there are those that, that would be true for us all, which he calls her by her, by her first name, not advisor on the east. However, we, we do like to keep some of our secrets to, to, to ourselves. You'll forgive, forgive me. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check to see if you pick up on this next bit. Probably not. Twelve. Thought was going to be very high. So probably <laughs> not. Orzhov leans forward at a point and uh, begins to say something quieter to Elusriel that she seems to care more about other people here. And you're sort of, you know, near enough that you are hearing. It's like you hear a bunch of people talking. You know how you can sort of focus in on one and mm -hmm. watch the lips move and sort of pick up on things. You're not a lip. You're not a loaded lip reader by any means. It is a feat for that. So I'm okay saying you don't have it because mm -hmm. there's a feat specifically there is for that. Observant or something. Um, yes. Yeah, so you see that she's beginning to to have a a um, 
fairly whispered con conversation. You miss the first bit for sure. If you want to move or do anything or send a bird off your shoulder or detect thoughts, uh, you have the opportunity to, to, to do so. But unfortunately, you can't quite pick up on what's being said this moment in time. Would there a place to naturally be like to move closer without looking like I'm getting closer? Uh, I would say a better position to you could, but in it, there, the, the gala, we, as you understand it from Selme, will be the place where everybody is um, milling about and whatnot. Here at the dinner, ta ta uh, the, the dinner table, the delegation is sort of like lined up around it, and their, their protectors are sort of at a cocktail tables near them. Right so in this them. particular venue, it would be a little bit awkward for you to walk over, unless you wanted to go over and schmooze with the likes of the um, wardens or the um, Methyl Guard, who would be the nearest tables to behind these two, which you can if you choose. But the it, it would be awkward just to walk over and lean on a, on a table. That would be sort of like, like if someone could come over and did, did that to you but didn't say anything to you, mm -hmm. that'd be a little bit weird. And as you can see right now, as a guard, you'd probably look at that, that person and be like, uh, are you listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> but you are an exorio of the, the bar. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Think about, about it. Okay. Oh, that's a choice. <laughs> you walk over. I like it. Was past the um, wardens <laughs> who just uh, give you a look, and uh, and two of them would give you a slight nod, knowing who you are after you know tending to you for a few days. And you walk past them over to the the two small cocktail tables where the mithril guard have not eaten, and they have no plates, no drink at, at their even the elves and the, 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 the elven wardens have food and drink at, at the, their table, though not alcohol. Um, and the two dwarven guards are not being shy at all at their shorter cocktail table, and they're just going to town on stuff. You know, they're drinking a ale and wine and, and shoving their face full of food. But they are keeping a shrewd eye. Even as you move around, you sort of, as as you move 15 feet away from your, your table, you can literally feel all eyes kind of shift toward you. But you walk past and you reach the, the first of the, the two cocktail tables where two Mithril Guard are standing and they both at the same time, their heads <laughs> look at you, I guess. <laughs> look at you because you're over there. May I grab you gentlemen some food or a drink? One of them does this and holds up a hand. I see. Are you worried you won't fit in your armor if you eat too much? I worry about He simply turns his head back. But the, the other one, uh, make a charisma check. Uh, At five. That would be 15. 15. The, uh, the other one kind of just, he, he did the first one like ignore, the second one a bit further from you kind of looks and just, you hear a little, tin, little tinny, as then he also turns his head back toward the, the king, queen, and all these other people. I would take the moment where they're not looking at me to see if I can overhear anything. Okay. Uh, make a your choice, either a stealth check or a deception check. I will do deception. Like I, fe I feel like that's more accurate anyways. Too, so. 18. 18 total? Yep. As you sort of like, you know, 
Okay, you sort of deceptively, you know, turn your back to, to them as if you're going, you know, okay, I asked, I was just trying, just trying to be nice. You just kind of slowly meander as if you're like looking on this beautiful dining hall and trying to listen in. And you do hear, uh, at this point in time, and you talked a bit, you see a Lustriel's um, face is simply impassive with, with a, a, a kind smile always. And she goes, you just pick up, not sure, haven't seen, and then you feel a gauntleted hand on your shoulder. And the voice does say, move along, and kind of gives you a rough shove. Not like push you to the ground by any means, but a rough enough movement and then release that you move like unwillingly like two feet and then you can almost, almost stumble a bit, but you're pretty dexterous, so you could play it off easily. I'll turn and point and say, don't touch me like that again. I'm not in your cells anymore. And then walk back to my table. Okay. In, in the mean, what, would you guys be staying at your table while Annie is, is doing this, or would you also be meandering about? That didn't take long, so. No, I, yeah, I would, no, would kind of see okay. how this moves playing So Annie out. comes yeah, back no, then yeah. at this point. Very apprehensively watching. <laughs> Start his armor on fire. I mean, Mr. Regard almost lost his hand there. That was mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're the reason that diplomatic relations fail. <laughs> guys are free to do whatever you want to at dinner, or we can just, no, just ring the bell and move on to where more private conversations will be happening mm -hmm. at the Gollum. That might be more appropriate to go up and just talk to yeah, people. I'm just thinking by the time I get up there and everything, their mm -hmm. conversation will be. Out of curiosity, how much hand-waving and all that does it require for me to pop Ashra, like to send her back to the pocket plane and then send her to a place I can see within 30 feet? It'd just be two actions. I, I but I mean, do I need to do like this kind of thing, or is it like a just like a, a subtle thing? I think you could be fairly subtle. I'd probably have you roll like a slight of, of hand to see mm -hmm. if you can can sort of mask it a little bit. But I will say, if people are mm -hmm. watching you, they would know. Mm -hmm. It would okay. be pretty obvious that whatever you did caused something to happen. They might not know what it is, but they'll be like, "That was odd." Mm -hmm. But if you're not the center of attention, like right now, in theory, you're not. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, Annie did just walk over there and get. Go, go, go back and mm -hmm. walked over, so you may be being watched by Mr. Gardner. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would say you are. <laughs> it's hard to see because the vi visors are just slits. You really don't know mm -hmm. if they're looking at you like this or if they're looking elsewhere. Because mm -hmm. my original plan is how big was the table, like uh, across? Uh, like wide? Yeah. Uh, it's probably about 10, uh, so like eight feet wide. Eight feet wide? Okay. Yeah, it's quite wide, and it's got enough length on it mm -hmm. so, so t uh, 15 people can be on each side. Okay, because my original plan there, for there. the dinner was to have Ashra just sitting like in the dead center of the table, just on the top, or like on like underneath, just clinging to it, so she could walk the length of the table, yeah, back and forth. Sense. And so, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, if you guys got, if you knew that was your your plan, you mm -hmm. could have implement, you could have put the spider there, innocuously earlier if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the yeah. idea, and that was one reason I chose the spider. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, through those kind of reasons. Yeah, you can just like mm -hmm. have before the dinner started, reach under and just you know put your hand on the table and had her crawl. Though I'm not mm -hmm. gonna 
do anything crazy about that. Okay. There's so much stuff happening here that as long as you, as you try to do it right now, I'd start making mm -hmm. you make rolls. But mm -hmm. if you wanted to, you said you would have ever done that earlier. We'll mm -hmm. say it's already done then. Okay. So then maybe I'll just have her crawl toward that section of the table, and then I'll take a listen to see if there's anything okay. that comes of it. If there's a, if anything after what you picked up. Make a perception check with the spider. With the spider. I have to find a spider stat. Spider stats. Well, doesn't he get to use his senses through the spider? No, I don't get to use my senses through the spider. Um, I mean, in terms of like dark vision or anything. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I could use. Um, of course, it is it is me listening in. Would it still be Ashra's? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Because it's it's um, it's it's like hearing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. and that that's why that can be good. Like if. Bunnies have like I think they actually do have um, Bunnies good, have good hearing. Good, good hearing. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So do, do they have advantage on listening? I mean, there's not really bunny stats that I'm aware of. What D and D let us down? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I, I think no, it. I think we talked about it was like about this. We said that we were going to use the cat stats and then use keen we hearing instead of keen smell. Let's do let's do that. So yeah, you want you want to listen in. But wait, no, it's she's not a spider. It's a fucking yeah, spider. spider. It's a spider at the moment though. So, <laughs> so yeah, you're just saying like you're using the animals so yes. of hearing that makes sense. That was but there's definitely yeah, so there's pros and cons. Do, totally. There's definitely spider stats which I will pull up here. So you can uh, see through their eyes, but it's regular still ass bad. spider. He would still he would be seeing it like eight fragmented eyes gotcha. right now cool, as cool, a cool, spider. Cool, cool. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's well, I, I'm actually probably used to that. Um, okay, so regular ass roll. Seventeen. Hey, hey. seventeen. Mm -hmm. As you listen in f f through Ashra the spider, the conversation has picked up a bit in volume, and and Orzhov. By the time Ashra gets over there and you focus mm -hmm. in on stuff, um, Orzhov has to sort of lean back and and. and Mm -hmm. Long story short, you don't pick up anything of, in of interest. The volume has shifted back to a point where you don't believe that they're saying anything worthwhile. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not saying anything that's like, oh, shit, that must be the secret thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, right. oh. you know. There's no other your dress. There's no other uh, <laughs> entities under the table like Ashra, is there, that I can not see? That, not that you can see. Cool. All right. Earth, anything that you wanted to, to do? As Norman relays this information to you, and they, just, they seem to have been finished talking about whatever it was. Mm -hmm. No, I guess I would just ask uh, if you were to pick a crew to manipulate, like if you were the infiltrator, if we're still assuming it's a dragon mark and they're not here yet, mm -hmm. who would you pick Scarland. to promote the war? Scarland? Absolutely. They're yeah. very um, paranoid. Easy to manipulate in that regard. And see, I wouldn't, because to me that makes them loose cannon. They seem the most reluctant to do anything. I would pick mm -hmm. Agristone. <coughs> they're stable, and they have a ton of resources. That's true, perhaps. Humans are more prone to violence than ours. Mm -hmm. And I worry with mm -hmm. Scarlet that if I did manipulate the king, one day he'd wake up and be paranoid. That's true, perhaps. Just depends on what the actual objective is. If you want a loose cannon, mm -hmm. might not be bad. Throws off the um, trail from where you are standing. So, probably those two then. But I think you have good points. Okay. I think the Elven Court is large enough where it would be very difficult to pull it over on them. And yeah. we talked to 
so long that there wouldn't be a lot of pushing. Probably not. No. Could be done, but I don't think if we did it this way. What were your thoughts? Didn't really have much, to be honest. Just didn't need to. Just trying to figure out what to look for. And we do have enough friends in the elven circles that perhaps that is something that they can keep an eye out for. At least, you know, we're on amicable terms with Lady Luther of Dwalin. Obviously, Moonseeker knows some things. That's true. So, of course, we also know quite a few about um, the Inquisition as well. Yeah, but I still don't trust those guys. No, but... Especially after... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just exactly. Okay. <coughs> that was perfectly perfectly that was that was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I bumped it earlier. And who you slept in that 20 for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And what is uh, the king of Agristone doing at the moment? Like, is he in conversations with people? He is currently in discussions with Queen Selmer. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I think I m mentioned this the last time, but in, in case you forgot, in case I didn't mention it, um, Selene is on one side of the table, one mm -hmm. um, head, and the king, uh, the aspect of the body is on the opposite, mm -hmm. and intentionally separating them physically to remind them. If he, I'm not sure if you said <coughs> it when you recap, as I was putting the dogs in the room, but mm -hmm. Selene is sort of mm -hmm. on both sides of, of the elves and the dwarves being looked upon either by the elves as a essentially a child to them. Mm -hmm. It hasn't proven herself. So mm -hmm. where's the, sorry. No, the elves are looking upon Selene specifically as like a child. Mm -hmm. Remember that from last time? No, mm -hmm. totally. I'm sorry. I, I thought you said you, she separated the elves and the dwarves because the elves were looking upon them as I just must have misheard you. Y yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so the elves are looking upon Selene as a child that hasn't yes. proven herself and the dwarves are looking upon her Maybe as a, you know, as a woman, so, so sort of thing. They wanted, they expected, they expected to okay. speak with a warlord. The mm -hmm. ash, the ash, raven demands respect, and you guys know from history. You especially would know it for history that Selene married a general of the army very deliberately to show her strength. Mm -hmm. So that was mm -hmm. a deliberate thing. And now here, they sort of feel like, well, now we have to deal with you. We want to deal with that guy. He's asked for the body, and they also have to respect that because most of the dwarves here are followers of the host. So there's a whole muddled thing. And if you also recall, the king of action is a paladin. Mm -hmm. So he, so he, he was like, I wanted to have a you know human king and queen and son and daughter, human king, queen, son and da daughter, powwow. Look how similar we are, allies. Wink, wink. Let's crush mm -hmm. the stone. Let's crush Alpine. Let's crush my own kingdom. Infiltrator. Damn you! We got him. <laughs> um, but then the king arrived as aspect of the, the body. Just check, wait, did you turn your right back on? I did. I okay. did. I keep looking at it. And, you know, <laughs> I always look at it, and make sure, and then I'm probably one fucking it up. No. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so he had this whole thing, and you read in his mind, so you know this very specifically that he, that he was like, "Well, we kind of, we're kind of going to have a thing here, bro." Mm -hmm. And now I feel a little bit disrespected, but at the same time, I, I, my creed demands that I respect you because, not because you're king, because you're here as the fucking aspect. You're the pope. Mm -hmm. You're one, mm -hmm. one third of the pope. So it's this weird dichotomy here that him arriving, Pope's legs. <laughs> arriving as aspect of the, of the 
body rather than the king, has thrown all three of the other um, realms into sort of disarray, which may have been a power play on Cermonea's part to mm -hmm. shake things up a little Keep bit and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I know. So right now he is speaking with Queen Selene. Across um, the table? Yeah. Pretty much across the table, but you guys mm -hmm. see that happening right now. But. Hey, babe, how going? That's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Wait, did I say the, 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 the King of Agrestone? Yeah, I was talking about the King of Agrestone. I meant, I meant, I meant to say the King of Agrestone was talking with Queen yeah. Selene, because they're like next to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, makes sense. Sorry. I, I heard that last sentence as the king himself was talking. Talk, yeah. Across the table. Yeah. I realized that when you were making that joke, I was like, I, may, I must have misspoke. The King of Agrestone, because you asked, I believe you asked yeah, what I asked he's, doing. Yes. he's doing. The answer is he's talking with Queen Selene mm -hmm. right, right now. Okay. Is that like, and is he like in relation to the head of the table if this is the right next to it? Okay, so like right over here. Right next to okay. it. Okay, yep. Noted. Precisely. Eklund is standing there behind her as well. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Keep an eye. It's probably fine. And is the. We don't know really know who to look to toward the, toward the diplomat of the. Um, I guess it would be one of the two ambassadors, either Backbreaker or Flatblade. Flatblade would be their main ambassador. Yeah, he is his Backbreaker is more of a literally guard slash ambassador. Yeah. In many ways, um, these two are are equal in status. Mm -hmm. As captain of the Goldbacks um, mm -hmm. and as captain of the Wyvern Rider, they're both very important military captains, whereas the general mm -hmm. is general of the entire army. As goofy as he might look, and I'm saying, let me read this book. He's old and very well respected. He's the most talkative of them, but to answer your question, the ambassador here would be the one more directly responsible for negotiation parts. Mm -hmm. um, that's falling upon the general right now, mm -hmm. which might be a little bit odd. Um, yelling general or rune? Yelling general. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. He's the one doing most of the talking. The runesmith has said almost nothing, but Annie did read his, his mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the, 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 the more loudmouth um, general who's just demanding fruits and, and vegetables and supplies and whatnot. Haldren has hardly said a word, but you did read his mind. And do you remember, do you recall? No, he was like kind of really bored. He was really not listening. He was yeah. indifferent to the actual negotiations, but was very tuned into everybody else. And do you remember I went and said eight, two, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like five or something like that. He's like, more of a threat. He's more of the protection and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is funny because you got these two fucking armored, you know, him and Drudge, Longbeard, and this guy. You have all these captains here, but he really seems to be, but you didn't read all their minds. They're all probably doing the same thing. Apart from his mind specifically, you kind of got the sense that he was less interested in these negotiations, more interested in all the people at the table and those not at the table, like all of you guys. Gets the 90.8. I actually like to think those are like the rank. So you're number eight and I'm number two. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> I gotta go kill that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Depending on any what is fun, at least. <laughs> mm -hmm. So unless there's any mm -hmm. other particular spellcraft or eavesdropping as such you would like to attempt, which you can, um, the dinner will go for about 45 minutes or so, and then they'll... Um, they will call a close to it. They're sort of gonna, gonna call a 10 minute uh, morning <laughs> sort of thing because um, mm -hmm. it is time to go to the ballroom with the, where the dragon marks will enter um, mm -hmm. one by one and, and 
then they will begin the social hour and dancing and music and, and mm -hmm. fun. The festivities will begin. And again, most of the conversation at this table is pretty, you know, casual right now mm -hmm. because you, hard to say anything to you without these two hearing at the same mm -hmm. time. Right, so makes sense. I'll just tell you this probably isn't the best place to do a lot unless unless your goal was to like specifically look at a specific person and be like, I want to hear what they're saying right now. Well, honestly, the, this is the only time to hear what Skyland is saying because they're leaving right after this. No, they're, they're staying for the. the were they staying for the dinner? They're just not sleeping here. Oh, yeah, I thought, I thought they were once, saying once, that they're once staying Once the dance the is done, they're, they're okay. out. I thought it was once the dinner was done. Well, that's, I think this is included dance and dinner. Like, once the okay. festivities are done, they're leaving. That makes sense then. All right, cool. Never mind then. We're good. Okay. Yeah, great. I'll just ring, mm -hmm. ring, ring, ring the bell. Another uh, 30 minutes or so go, go by. Chit chats, some whispered, some not. You're all staying on your best behavior at this point in time, especially since um, what, what Annie did did sort of get a little bit of attention from, from other folks. But mm -hmm. also, other people are will get up from a table, walk over, and begin to have converse, conversation in, in between other people, and the guards there will sort of like lean forward. So they're Sometimes that happens, but uh, it, it mostly stays, it's brief, succinct, and any people at the table Does here. Does the Mithril Guard ever try to go anywhere? Damn. They are a lot. <laughs> Their shoes may as well have super glue on them. Mm -hmm. Sovereign glue. Sovereign glue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so suffice to say, many conversations are, are had, too many to track. Um, you eavesdrop, you try to eavesdrop on a few, and then you just let them go, knowing that there will be the rest of the night to indulge in this if you want to. At which point, you, you are all escorted away through the hallways to the grand ballroom. I believe I described it last time, mm -hmm. and I realized I was describing it because I found a picture of, of one a long time ago, um, and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I could just show the picture of it. <laughs> um, I even mentioned the thousand words. bunnies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I it's like, like, oh, I, didn't have it, like. I didn't have access to it last time, but <laughs> now I'm like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. I should have had it on my, my desktop folder that has all this shit. So here you go. Here's an image of the ballroom. Mm -hmm. I mentioned There's these the enormous doors here, these gargantuan statues, mm -hmm. these golden bunnies. Yeah. And I mentioned that you can come around this way, mm -hmm. and there's some food where we you know drink. I, I'd say there's another table here we drink, another table here, but probably with that. Places to sit aplenty over here. Alcoves here, perhaps, and then you can go up the stairs, and there's a separate um, um, exit slash entrance, however you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But this is the way that you guys all walk in, not because it feels nice to have giant mahogany and gold doors opened mm -hmm. for you. You yep. see somebody sitting here. You see um, instrumentalists all, all over the place, mus musicians. There's a good, like, I'll say that there's like a quirk a quartet here. No R still for once, R still is not here. These are probably people that that work for the crown and are as, tr as trusted as any of their um, servants would be. They're not gonna bring in outside people for entertainment like this. Mm -hmm. Especially knowing the entertainment is not the main focus point here. Mm -hmm. um, well, I guess there is a little table of drink and stuff there. And over here, so perfect, what I said. Still It's true. <laughs> so you guys walk in here and there's this, there is really this sense of like, almost wow as people look up at this enormous ceiling that goes goes like 100 feet up mm -hmm. these huge statues that's what you like do and do whatever the other one is mm -hmm. yep definitely remember her name you wish do you wish 
to ask that? Sure. Yes. That's exactly who that is. <laughs> Supposedly supposed to, to be. Earth might have Dolazur. beef with that. Dolazur is the um, devourer. Yes. Definitely yeah, not that, that one. That's who no, you're no, referring no. to. Yeah, that's yeah. not who that is. It's, it's mm -hmm. You would be told that this is Dol Dorn, and this is Dol Ara. Yes, mm -hmm. in their angelic form. Um, so yes, that's absolutely who that that those two people are, which who, is especially who, who educates me on this. Well, who would you ask? Would you ask the first person to your left? I, or I guess you... yeah. If I'm walking in, I would just say it out loud. Like that's supposed to be Dol Dorn and Dolora. Okay, well, keep going to elves. <laughs> do you want to want to want to ask him? If he's, if he's walking <laughs> in by me, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> He would look at, at them and say, oh, I presume so. It is, after all, her day and all, and this is not the first time I've, set, I've seen these two tall and, and clad in gold with weapons drawn. By the way, it is nice to see you. Good to see you, too. We didn't expect you to be at such an important meeting. A very important person. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll slow down a, a bit to, to rejoin. He, you, know, you, have, you hear the creaking of, of wheels behind you, so you know that the Archlock is not, not far behind. Fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be staying on the upper floor, kid. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> yes, now one thing. <laughs> um, one thing I will point out is this entrance here leads, as you might tell by the windows, directly outside the guards. Well, hold on a minute, Josh. Didn't you just say that we came through um, paths? Yes, you came through a door that left the, ca the castle mm -hmm. to come around the beautiful resplendent gardens and come in a place here, and the light is shining in and all this beautiful bullshit. Mm -hmm. And remember, inside here it is a day of suns, um, sun's blessing. Those giant s s sun orbs are still alight, though a little bit dimmer perhaps right now. They're still brightly lighting the entire um, garden, especially because through the glass dome you can see clouds are ro rolling in and there's a little bit of, of drizzle hitting there. So the outside is not much of a day of sun's blessing, but inside the royal palace, baby, we, got, we, we are dry, we have sun, we have whatever the fuck we need to make it a party. So you really do walk in and see these beautiful windows <laughs> colored as such, plants galore. Um, over here, and what you see, see what you see in front of you. If we have to walk through the garden, Norwin might excuse himself to go back to the room to you know get something or drop something off, and then we'll go into the greenhouse and we'll say hi to that plant quick. Okay, you gonna cast your ten minute ritual, or are you gonna just no? I'm cast just a spell. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's that one's <coughs> not a ritual. Oh okay. So I'll just cast Good, it. because if it was, you'd be talking to plants every fucking 10 minutes. I, got, I, I can't name that voice. Hey, boo. Okay, I'm so dying. You, you, you cast a spell. Mark, mm -hmm. mark that off. Yep. I believe it's all plants within 30, 50 feet of you. Yep. So. Yeah, and basically I'm just like asking them like if they would be willing to listen in for any, if there's any people in here. <laughs> what is sentience? And one of them says, calm down. <laughs> the 
Vodzo, you don't. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I have no mouth. I must scream. Mandrakes from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other plants are like, you know, it didn't like, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember, you remember, you remember me a lot, I remember, I remember. But the bonsai, you, I swear, you almost see one of the like, little flowering buds turn to you. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, you're not in, in Italian mm -hmm. shirt. Oh, I very much like this. Yeah. This is more enjoyable. Joy, joy. I'm using words. Oh, my. Yes, words are very fun. Um. And speaking of such words, I have a question for you. There will be some individuals, perhaps, that come through and perhaps sit at this table. Can you slow down a little bit? Yes. There will be? There will be individuals, perhaps, oh. that will be at this table and might discuss things. Perhaps war or aggressions or Ooh. battles or something of that ilk. Oh. If you wouldn't mind keeping a leaf out in oh. case something <laughs> 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 comes back. I like to imagine uh, <laughs> there's also lamb's ear around, which is a, <laughs> a plant. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <clears throat> um, and I'll come back and maybe have another chat with you. If you could let me know who said what, maybe, in that regard. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll keep the leaf out. Thanks, bud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <In> there? <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> As you're walking away, you get 29 and a half feet, and it goes, oh, bud, and then you leave the area. And it goes back to this liminal state between con consciousness and unconsciousness, like permanent sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Cool. Terrifying existence <laughs> when you leave the 30-foot radius of a plant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't even have to use the bargaining chip of, I'll awake and you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yes, that'll, that'll work. So Very good. Let's back. Is that a first level spell? It's a third level spell. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering plants. how many voices and personalities I need to make for plants <laughs> going forward. No, it's, it's third level. Okay. So. That was, that was I mean, good. I like, I I like that guy. No we're, t we're taking him with yep. us. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm a girl. We're I taking her with flowers. us. Mm. Asexual reproduction. <laughs> I'm whatever I want to be. I'll fuck myself. I'll fuck myself. <laughs> we're definitely taking that trick with us. No such, no such thing as a lonely Saturday when you're... Find a bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go and do that, ha have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You two come in with, with, with everybody else. Anything you guys want to do in particular? Because people just, you know, people are just milling about, talking, keeping conversation uh, fairly locked at this, this, at this point. Still, as they begin, they sort of disseminate down here. Some just walk around this way. Some of the... Um, so some of the dwarves or the elves or the humans even come over and start to, to grab um, pictures, or at least I should say if the servants will, will pour them what, what they want. Um, so people begin to perch at, at, at seats and what until the um, dragon marks come, come in. A few, a scant few do mill around down here as well. Mostly right now people are just really enjoying this unbelievably, like Castle Sassent is not actually that beautiful. 
overall, even the inside one. It's it is, but compared to like you guys, whatever at the Eggerstone um, ca <coughs> Castle, mm -hmm. these people keep it pretty. If we were in the Feywild Castle, it's nothing like that at all. <laughs> yeah. This is like it's pretty chill. So this room here is truly by fivefold the most lavish, enormous, decadent, golden room, the most garish room by far mm -hmm. that you've seen. Makes sense. So it makes sense that people are going around like touching the, the floor almost like, what is this made out of? Like marble, I've never seen marble shine so finely and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty cash here. Anything you two want to do specifically or just wait for no one to come back and the drag marks to enter? You go. I was just gonna wait, so you go. Are they playing music? They're playing very, very quiet music, sort of like this right now, just awaiting music. Basically elevator music until the true gala springs up. Are you sure you don't want to still dance? Well, I'll twirl around. How do, you, how do you dance to this? And I will pick her up and just hold her like the ending of that movie. Where you yes. <laughs> what? Do we just spin like this slowly? <laughs> oh, it's all very music. You slowly raise her and then let it set her back down. <laughs> do you do this? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, now all eyes are on you guys again. I won't go like this, so I'm going to put my gotta keep my skirts down. <laughs> so he'll lift me and I will be like. Since when? <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Are you wearing a dress right now? I assume you guys are in your battle gear and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not that that will probably matter or anything, but just in case you're getting this I would be in a gown, yeah. Okay. I would be dressed for the occasion. All right, mm -hmm. then. Make the cloak fancy, but. Yeah. No, I would have gotten like a clean shirt, but otherwise, yeah, normal. Well, thing. you're a barbarian. It doesn't matter that's what that's you're fucking Taking off like. your shirt is how you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. how I get, I'm stronger now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. My name is A.A. Ron. Yeah. It, just helps my, <laughs> it just helps my mental image to see what you guys all dressed up yeah, as. Yeah, I would people. be in a gown because I'd be assuming that we are not fighting. And your yeah. voice. Yeah. And that's how people will come to you is very much on how you are, what you are wearing and how you look. Mm -hmm. That's, very how, that's how the world works. Okay, very good. That's good to know. Um, Let's get a drink instead, and I'll put you down. There is a small smattering of applause. Uh, applause. Applause. <laughs> applause <laughs> as um, <laughs> Bombas and some of you know, he, he is clapping. Very good. Very good. The dwarves go. Yeah. I will my lady. Smoothing out my skirts. <laughs> I will bow dramatically. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And then I. Paxter looks at him, telling him, and you can basically hear hear him say, "Quite their protection you've chosen for us all, Your Majesty." She looks over. Yes, they are quite something. Very remarkable, in fact. Are they up here? Yes. Very, very remarkable, in fact. She she looks looks at you and smiles, almost a pained like smile. Um, but not not admonishing by any means, to just like a, oh, I still would rather have you here in case the shit <laughs> d d does go awry. And high, how high is the building? Uh, it'll only be about 10, 10 feet, I think. Perfect. Pizza's is gross. So I'm gonna grab any, we're gonna jump up to this drink cart. <laughs> All right, over our heads. Whoa. Lombus is like, Continue, my dwarven friend. Con and he's over here. <laughs> Continue, my dwarven friend. Continue. <laughs> As 
as he grabs a, a glass of wine for himself. From this time, though, gets onto her. you're a lady, so I'm going to hold your side saddle so everything's contained and safe. Thank you. Yeah, I figured you would just, like, put me so I could sit on your shoulder. Yes, yep, exactly. Yeah, hold with, on to his, blood. with his, his, his sword <laughs> here, his axe here, you're there. Right oh, it's witcher style. Same side. Yep. <laughs> right. Jump up, deposit her. You enter in. You, you enter in because you, you see that there is a um, tra traipsing of people are now coming through the garden. Hmm. Through the center of the relay of the garden, you're like, "Will they get in the room?" So you wind walk. <laughs> mark, mark it off. Mark, all right, all right. Mark it off. <laughs> Seventh level. So you uh, walk briskly mm -hmm. um, over, and you enter in. <laughs> Never said that before. Mm -hmm. Me funny. People walking. <laughs> Um, you move on in, see your, you see, see your friends, you choose to join your, your friends I will at, go at, at the <laughs> table mm -hmm. and whatnot. Okay. The, uh, um, Joe Water. The Thank master you. of ceremonies <laughs> who is standing here, which you can tell because dressed very, very finely as a steward, but with an, an extra sash, not only the, the, the one of the color of the crown, but a second one in bright gold across this direction as well. And a small um, trumpet, a rubizella of sort, <laughs> if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding, he does not actually, he, uh, he does have that, I mm -hmm. should say, but this, uh, this elven individual does not, not bring, it, bring it to his lips. Instead, he simply touches his throat, opens his mouth, and it comes booming out three times the volume. And y you hear, this, this is about a, a, a minute and a half af af after you come in. You hear, <laughs> entering the Queen Mother Elspeth the Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. All heads turn as the doors are, are opened by the two stewards inside. And applause, just gentle elven, elven hands, the more, you know, Heftier up applause of the King of Agrestone, clanking of um, gauntlets from, from Scotland, all applaud as the Queen Mother Elspeth walks in. Um, does anybody need the, pic need the picture, or do we have a good mental image of good it? Mental no good. Per perfect. Mm -hmm. She walks in, same as uh, wearing a beautiful dress, yes, but no no crown, just her gray, her gray hair in a bun, a few strands coming out, deep wrinkles, like this one I have right here, um, developing. That St. Amber um, necklace hanging there, and she just smiles, and she is stooped. She is aged. You usually don't see her walking around so much. And she comes in with two guards of her own, and the applause continues and continues for a solid 30 seconds or so. And, and even after she, she holds up her, her old hands, she holds them up smiling. They eventually die. Die. die down a bit. Um, and then she essentially just says, as I think it's quiet, it's wonderful to see you all again. I see here faces that I remember from my travels. I see here, here faces that are new that I do not, she says, especially look, well looking at, at um, Prince who 
Gregory and Princess Pomponio, who you can tell they're with the King Queen right now, and they're looking like they've never met this woman before. So they're like, oh, and they're like, yes, 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 that's her, that's her. And she, she, she smiles at them as kindly, grandmotherly way. You see Elspeth is, is, is here as well in, in, in dress and, and gown and such, much like you are, and she um, is standing near, smiling. And her, her grandmother just takes a, a, a deep swallow. I do not mean to interrupt the fun and the festivities. And I think that there are new people for you all to meet entering just behind me. She moves, you hear a little bit of a pop and a crack. Her hand tremors a little bit. But I am so happy to be here. Selene speaks and says, this summit of sun's blessing, Sermonea may be putting it on. The court city may be regaling you with our bounties and our entertainment and, and, and the such. The royal palace, castle, sent. these are where you all, and I may be responsible for what you see before you. But as with many things, it is my mother who, who, who had this idea. And you see that people's demeanor sort of changed. Those, those who were like, oh, sell, sell me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the king is like, the fucking is wearing, you know, white after, after Labor Day and all that, <laughs> that shit. Um, but when she says that, maybe it's like a hook to try and command that bit of respect back. And mm -hmm. they go, and another round of applause comes. A bit, sh bit shorter lived this time. Clank, 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 as the, as the general's having a big sandwich after dinner that he, he just had while clanking his chest. Boom, 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 boom. They don't, they don't clap. Everybody else claps. They don't clap. Mm -hmm. They're um, not commanded to. Yes, precisely. Clap, idiots. <laughs> so as this, this round of applause dies down, she says, well, as I say, more guests are coming far more interesting than an old daughtery like me. And she steps over by Elspeth into another brief round of applause as Elspeth takes her by the elbow and guides her over. Um, but Daniel, by the way, you recall, is attending in full armor. Mm -hmm. He is here ostensibly as protection as well, but also Daniel, Daniel, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of people are finding opportunity to go and speak with him for any reason. Just, oh, I've, I've heard about this battle here, this battle here. You imagine things might come up with, with him, perhaps. But he's standing on this side over here, um, just minding his own business. Social when he, he needs to be, but mostly like you guys are, keeping to yourselves, mostly th thus far, looking around for, for, for protection and such. Sculping things, ocular pat-downs. The doors are, are closed after she, after she entered, and then the master of ceremonies speaks again. I'm going to do something dangerous here and try to play a new song that I haven't vetted out. I like it. Dig it. I was worried it's going to be some like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Buckingham Palace. It's got a perfect song. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. Like, okay, calm down, Buckingham. Mm -hmm. But we're British. As the um, violins and harps be be begin to play a different tune, 
the master of ceremony announces, I'm not gonna do all, all the words, but he announces uh, the patriarch of the gondola family, Amiral Doran de Gondola. Galanda, not Gondola, Galanda. If you guys want me to pull any pictures of these people, I'm happy to, otherwise I'll k k keep them stashed. That was the one we sent home? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, in walks this half-halfling wearing his smartly um, tailored suit with, with the coattails, his um, buckled shoes, black, and po polished scars and wrinkles across his face, well, one eye a little bit more open than the other one. Probably a bit more sober now than he, he, than he, he was the first time that you all met, the only time you guys had all met him. Hmm. And in he walks along with two servants. A little bit odd, you're like, well, I thought they were supposed to have other people there. But he does indeed walk in with two servants, and with them, they have a chest between them. Then two more servants will walk, walk in, and two more servants walk in, each of them carrying a chest, a locked chest, a beautiful wooden chest. No lock, just a simple thing for clothing or something of the sort. As they set it down, Right here, boom, boom, boom. We're right next to each, each other. He says, gifts for the delegation. And he snaps his fingers and they open them all to reveal the finest wines and liquors. As he explains them all, or he just says, the finest wines and liquors in the Galanda stores, each aged for over 100 years including a bottle of Goodberry wine for each delegation. Yep, this song is too, too peppy like I thought it might be. <laughs> Let's keep it down, Buckingham. That's better. Um, and you guys know that Goodberry wine is quite, ex quite expensive there. Mm -hmm. We know Marcus overcharges. Perhaps. The delegates all clap as he enters, and these folks take the chest and they, they exit them to bring them probably to Castle Atreides or somewhere else for them to retrieve them when they so choose to. Mm -hmm. You want your wine to work? You have to spend the night! <laughs> he then steps, steps over into another brief round of applause as a next fit figure enters in. Announcing, then blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm a little bit quicker here because there's 12 of these fuckers to, to get through. As Brevin de Deneth enters, you know this individual quite well. You, you've all had interactions with him and or for the most. And he, indeed, also has chests. And within his are beautiful sabers. Mm. As he takes one out, these are thin blades in curved sheets and he whips one out and he ex explains that the guards on, on them are in the shape of shields and he says uh give it a shot any one of, of you come on now don't be shy without missing a beat um Portugal, the um captain of the goldbacks of the scholarship delegation mm -hmm. bless you. you thank you just immediately hand axe being thrown directly at, at, at him. Dennis sees it at just the right moment and turns the sword directly 
directly toward it, and the shield hilt uh, um, mm -hmm. cross guard expands a spectral image <laughs> of a shield, and the hand decks <laughs> against it and falls to the ground. <laughs> and rock, rock outside. <laughs> Not bad. What if, what, what if I had two? Well, admittedly, I'd probably be hit then <laughs> as he sheaths it. <laughs> but still, a useful implement here. And he puts it in, and you see that there, are, there is, these chests are made specifically so these things can slide into it. And each delega delegation has a selection of these. Mm -hmm. Would any like to uh, take theirs mm -hmm. now? You never know which scamps might come in behind me. <laughs> and, and the chests are brought over to the side here mm -hmm. and some some elves, um, dwarvish and, and and such um, humans do begin to meander over that direction to take a look at these these stores. Simil similarly, one of the um, Galanda, uh, um, I guess there'd be a fourth chest that would have been brought in and kept here mm -hmm. as sample. My players to show I'm not you know full of shit. Those are ostensibly ones for the castle. That's for these 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 Cyrenaean stuff. They're like, well, we're giving it to the, to the king and queen, aka we're putting it on the, this this table here. So they have a little um, chest that opens up, and they expand, they ex expand it, lift it up, and it's like a table in there with all these drinks and a wine mm -hmm, and liquors mm -hmm, automatic, mm -hmm. like a chest that goes on it. Precisely that. Okay. So some begin to meander, but they surely don't have much time as Revan concludes with, let House Deneth be your swords, and more importantly, your shields. After that is Kundarak. This um, dwarven figure, usually armored and such, but now just wearing silver and, and red and black robes of, of his state, walks in. And he produces a small lockbox, one for each um, delegation, inc inc including the crown. It's only one servant with, with him, as he has a, a, a platter. On this platter are four small lockboxes about yay big or so. They are ornate and they are beautiful. Absolutely. So they are jewel encrusted, made of gold and silver. Can you imagine platinum? These boxes themselves are probably unbelievably expensive, but a bit quaint, considering perhaps. But as you might Im imagine, he takes it, um, lifts it up, and closes his eyes and opens them as he opens the box. And there's a sudden shimmer in the air in front of him, and, and a three foot by two foot by two foot copy of that box appears. So the one in his hand, small, the one that appears in front of him, three foot and two foot, two foot, looks like the exact same mm. th though. And he reaches forward, unlocks it, flips it open, and rotates it. And you see beautiful velvet interior. Just an absolutely stunning um, thing. And the lock, as he closes it shut, as people are going, oh, very nice, a box. But it seems like it can go through this, this you know, teleportation. Like, what's happening here? He closes the box, and the latch shuts. And when it shuts, which he closes it, it begins to turn. And he, he claims that this box is impossible to pick, since the lock magically changes the tumblers constantly. So the, the only way to open it is with the appropriate key, and he holds up a key that just looks like a, like a platinum piece with, with a simple ring here and a single rod, and the 
teeth of it are constantly shifting and turning around it at different speeds. And then one will stop and then another one will turn. And it's moving in. You cannot discern the pattern by, by any means whatsoever. But he says that the, the tumblers shift constantly and the keys do the same in the exact same pattern, no matter the distance apart. The box itself is the strongest metal we, we have possibly created, so breaking into it is nigh impossible. And then he says, and of course, the most important part of it, he holds up the small box again and closes the lid, and the bigger box vanishes just like that. Hmm. There's quite a bit of ooing and aahing as the applications of such a thing can be seen. And there's one per delegation, not one per delegate, but one per delegation. As, mm -hmm. as they come over, hand, hand one to impacts a door, um, hand, hand one to the queen, so on, so forth. Fancy. Mm -hmm. And he, he <laughs> says, this is just a taste of what House Kundrak can do for you. Harash enters next. Gold, uh, Derek, De Felderim. He's more in the. He's more of a um, service as a product, or as a service. Or, uh, I did that. Did, 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 you? That, did that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, he offers their services to find anything, anyone, in any place. But he does bring gift, a physical one. He gives each delegation a leather map case. As they unzip it, you see inside of which is a beautiful map showing unique paths of traversal through various um, realms. And you guys don't have, you guys aren't around them right now, but as you see, like the um, scholars will look at, they'll sort of look concerned. And then one of them will point and say, what's that? Says, and they begin to whisper, above all things so far, this is the, the most attention here. And they quickly will close them close them up and whatnot and put them back in the thing. Derek will just step his himself away. Lerman Marquis Lerman de Civis, the gnomish fellow with the big golden ornate pipes mm -hmm. and a uh, pipe mm -hmm. comes in. And he gives each delegation, minus the um, queen, a set of, of horators quills in a small lock beautiful lock and box over and up and on a velvet interior each delegation is getting two pairs and one quartet so there's eight in total there pair pair and a quartet mm -hmm. he explains how they how, how they work and this is an interesting gift because you guys are almost like oh give me closer our cool now next but you see that again maybe amongst all these other people are like like this is a big deal. And you guys, you guys have almost become spoiled now being in the court city for so mm -hmm. long, Using being able to, to procure, probably not the first time that these people have heard of these things, mm -hmm. but it might be the first time that they've been gifted such a bounty of, of them at one time. The applications for instantaneous communication are quite staggered. Mm -hmm. House Horasco is next. Countess Ulara de Horasco. Uh, she brings in a, a small chest for each uh, delegation and opens it up and there's a full set of healing potions from common to greater to superior to supreme mm. and supreme are exceedingly rare to find and as far as you, you would know normally literally take years to, 
to crack. I don't think you guys have ever actually seen a, a, a supreme one at the end of this campaign thus so. far. <coughs> so mm -hmm. to gift, that does like 10d4 plus mm -hmm. 10 or something like Ooh, that. Damn, no. 20d4 plus 20. It, it does some stupidly mm -hmm. large amount. Yeah. So the like plus is bigger, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Still a little bit. I like scratch. almost entire <laughs> Annie. <laughs> so she hands out these, and these are. This is a very simple gift, but it shows what what House Hrasko can can do for them, mm -hmm. and she explains how there's more where these came from as we bolster alliances and trade between the nations, but do not be so consumed by these holding up the supreme. And forget about these, the, the common. These will save more lives on the, the battlefield than, than any of these ever will. She pu puts them in their velvet case cases, closes it up, and this is a very simple lock. Very simple gift stays in the lock, and these are, are brought back out. Um, Fjarlun mm. is next. He walks in, and he gives a bounty of beautiful instruments. That can repeat a song once played on it, and can create minor illusions when played. So he, he comes in playing a small harp, and some look, and you know, a little bit of applause here, and then he stops playing and bows, and then it continues to play that same song that he, he was playing at that, that, that point in time as a small minor illusion, very very like my, like five foot, foot foot cube illusion, very basic stuff, cantrip stuff. Um, mm -hmm. manifests before it in a whimsical wind and moon and cloud pattern. Oh, very, very nice, very nice. He also then produces a fan, which he will close <laughs> and go and close, and he's changed his face entire, <coughs> entirely to look like Queen Selene. Mm -hmm. And his voice goes, oh my, how, how did I get over here, such a fine musician, I am in a perfect replica of her, her voice. People mm -hmm. kind of laugh and, and chuckle and the such, and then the, the um, glamour fades away shortly after. So he brings a cadre of instruments and these fans for each. Uh, next in is Duke Trelib de Madani. He, interestingly, brings small box and within it is a small stopper, it looks, looks, looks like, like an eyedrop stopper. And indeed, it is, and on the end of it, the bulb is, is white and blue and has almost an eyeball um, symbol on it. And in typical Trellib, you know, basic way, he explains that a drop of this in each eye uh, will, will, will give you the, uh, the ability to see invisible creatures, objects, or spellcraft hmm. for a time. Similar, or, or, um, that's, that's that. Got close up that, and that's one per undelegation. Again, not an enormously impressive thing, but the fact that anybody could, could drop it, and he says that e each of them has um, 20 um, um, applications. Ooh, damn. Yeah. So, Small thing, worth a lot. It's like, okay, that, that's cool. Oh, 20 applications? God damn. Yeah. Very that small. Like one thing. All you needed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then there's a small bottle mm, bottle that has a little spout on it. Almost like a very, very miniaturized um, tea, ca um, kettle. It's 
says this is a tincture that when poured into any liquid can tell if it's poisoned. It will change color immediately to all poisons that we know of. Admitting that there might be, th be things out there, but our job is in deep protection, and people pay for our protection precisely for things like invisible enemies, infiltration, and poisoners. So there's a bit of a, oh, you see the um, ambassador of Scarland is like, I'm gonna need some, some more of that. <laughs> the king would want that shit. And there's like, the king wouldn't trust it. Fuck, you're right, <laughs> that's, that's a problem. He'd be like, his eye burns out of his skull. Mm -hmm. We well, have to pour the tincture into the eyedroppers to make sure it's not poison. Then ah. you can use. <laughs> there you go. Done. Brilliant. Brilliant House advisor to the Randar <laughs> enters next. They bring their storm lanterns, the same exact one that mm. that the one right. that you have. That they bring their storm lanterns. It just looks like those um I would say those Himalayan <coughs> um, pink sea salt lamps are in every dorm room mm -hmm. that glow, glows a dull gray usually, but then it, it, it changes in intensity and color if there's a, a storm incoming. Um, in, in addition to that, they bring crowns or headbands, depending on who they bring, bring an assortment. And this is one for each of the um, delegates, not one per um, delegation. And they put them put them on, and one of the, one of, uh, or the L L L Randar there, um, Estermash de Randar, will, you see his, his dragon mark will flare on his arm a little bit, lift a hand and he'll create water, a small rain cloud above his head that begins to, to, to pour on him. After he, he, he puts the crown on his head and you see that the water simply flows around him. So it's like I one of those umbrella headbands. I call <laughs> them umbrella crowns. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, laugh and smile at that. And he goes, and thirdly, he hands Josh. out, he has a um, little assortment, a long um, box of medallions. One for each delegate that grants them free passage on any Lyrander gondola or blimp at any time there within the court city, no questions asked. Hmm. Encouraging them to come back for more this business. And you guys know how expensive gondola r r ride can mm -hmm. be. So Coupons. this is like, you know, useful. It's this sort of we thing. We might lose one tonight accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> but not a, tr not a tr tremendously impressive uh, one, perhaps. Um, Do the next people in Slippery Fall because the floor is wet now? Fuck. <laughs> 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 There's a very, the um, um, master of uh, Sir Sam always comes over and quickly press and digitates the, the, mm. it, the moose. Mm -hmm. Next is House Orion. Um, Quanti enters and she smiles as a beauty that, that, that is here. There's a, bit, a nice amount of applause as she enters in full gown when as she curtsies and um, gives unto each a scroll of teleportation. Mm. Not unto each person, unto each delegation. She explains that they will need to scrawl to finish the sigils them, themselves, but they are fully charged and ready to go um, for that. Teleportation can be a very valuable thing, extremely valuable, in fact, having a scroll of that. And that's their main 
sort of stuff. So they're really emphasizing that. And then she sort of gives a uh, little look and bow to House um, Randar as she also produces a sheaf of tickets, of um, paper tickets, very finely made in like a little other booklet for each delegation. It has, looks like there's maybe 20 or so somewhere in there that says these will grant you passage on any, um, on, on any Orion um, uh, caravan, mm -hmm. any Orion land, tra land travel. They'll take your ticket and then do that. So essentially, you know, she tries to talk it up without blatantly saying, I mean, you know, his are only here, but mine can be there, mm -hmm. but his, as much as you want. But, uh. And we're not teleporting you, but you can ride with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Top once, but then you can ride with us back. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a nice smattering of, of applause for that as well. And then in comes Merrick's Dick Caneth, fully dressed in his resplendent ar ar armor and cape, his staff coming. He would never be, or his cane, he would never be anywhere without his full regalia of magical implements and whatnot that you imagine adorns him. He comes in and claims, now, we all know that we are all here for one thing, truly. Protection! He looks around, <laughs> nodding <laughs> his head. Jimmy Caps for everyone! <laughs> People look and are like, well, in a, in, a, in a sense, and some laughter and whatnot. The best defense, I say, many say, is a strong offense. I have brought unto you all, every delegate here, a brand new magical invention. I call it a dragon band. And he lifts up his voluminous sleeve with the ruffles and, and all that stuff, pulls it up, and there's a bracelet. There looks like a scaled, you know, dragon dragon mark. So it's not entirely surprising. With like gems studded throughout it and and for, for the eyes. There. It looks looks like a clips underneath the mouth at different spots, so it can change in size depending on how dainty your wrists are, how big like his might mm -hmm. might be. Not only incredibly stylish, but also incredibly po powerful. A single word can save your life. People go. Oh, 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 oh. It is said that in, in time long, long past, the bellowing of a dragon was enough to strike fear into the hearts of any man. Their breath of fire, lightning, and cold can level a battlefield in an instant. What say you to harnessing that power? What say you to wearing this power in plain sight? But as a trick up your literal sleeve, and he opens the sleeve and just whoo, falls back down into it. Is that not enough to make you feel unstoppable? Please, please, clear the ballroom floor, if you will. Delegates all. People meander their way to the side. He goes, you might want to move up, in fact, <laughs> as people move up. Two servants could come in um, bearing. Um, they swiftly set up these small straw dummies that are very rudimentally made to look like goblins, like little, like little X's for eyes and like, like stitching mouth, like a tongue sticking out, like, like, like fake like wooden swords <laughs> sort of thing there. People kind of chuckle as, as they see these things come in. Um, one is set about 10 feet from as he stands directly in the center, right underneath this grand chandelier way up top. He stands right here. One is set about 10 feet from him, and one is set about 20 feet from him over here. He holds him up his wrist, and he says, 
Obitus! And it fl the brass bracelet flares suddenly, and <laughs> a wave of fire as you watch the bracelet shatter, and then immediately <laughs> a, a burst of fire that goes for 20 feet on a wave all around him. <laughs> People are like, wah! Like a, a bit of shouts are our heads. So some lean forward to see. Um, the heat is enough that you guys feel it slightly, but the fire only goes 20 feet. The one that was 10 feet away is completely and utterly gone. <laughs> Cast to the side, flaming refuse. The one that was 20 feet away has fallen over and is, the front half has completely burned and the fire is consuming what straw remains as it crackles and burns upwards. Servants come to swiftly to, to douse th them with <laughs> buckets <laughs> of, of water. Simple buckets of water because they knew this was going to come. Mm -hmm. And then they, they bring in their brooms to sweep and whatnot. Even as they are hard at work cleaning up his mess, Merrick bellows some, so some more. And he gestures to his wrist, which is unblemished entirely, himself unblemished, but the blemishes are very clearly here, mm -hmm. as there is literally like a detonation, like scorch mark on the floor here. But the bracelet is gone? The bracelet's gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. One time Unto use, yep. use thing, gotcha. thing here. Our new enchantment process and perfection of materials makes the blast from these even more powerful than a similar wander scroll. And to the layman's eye, it looks completely, perfectly innocuous. Just a gorgeous piece of jewelry, if I do say so myself. But of course, each is consumed after one use and comes at a great cost to craft. But a matter of gold does not stop House Caneth. With the financial backing and recommendation of the esteemed Queen, Mo Queen Mother Elspeth the Peacemaker, I have seen to it that every member of this summit may wear one, or every delegate at this summit may wear one proudly. As you see the chest, one chest brought in as, as, it, as it opens, you see rows of 10, three rows of 10 of these, so 30 of these, um, bracelet, these bracelets here. But many eyes turn toward the, 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 the Queen Mother Elspeth, who at this point in time has slowly meandered her, her, her way over here, had a small, a small little bit of tea that she, she sips on and sets it down and says, it is true, it is a sad truth of this world that making peace can oft only be done by first making war. Infiltrator. You have put, you have all put your homeland comforts and personal pride aside to attend this summit of my daughter's making. I thought it only fitting that you can each walk away with a reminder on your wrist of the good work that you are doing here. My time as sovereign has long passed but I hope that these trinkets will remind you of my words as they serve to protect you from those who would do you harm. At my request, Duke de Caneth agreed to instill a special command word that will set these bracelets before they can be used. And we will tell you all this word at the conclusion of the summit, regardless of agreements or treaties. So do not consider this a bribe by House Caneth or myself simply a matter of safety while we are all here together, probably best not to have us all look like our goblin friends here. Something some light laughter, some, some brief applause. Wait, what was that word again? <laughs> That's, but there's a command word exactly. that, that seals it first, or yeah. that unlocks it That's first. what they're trying to avoid. <laughs> yes. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so they, he goes 
uh, he goes around, and there's one for each of the um, dragon marks. He, 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 he even puts one, one on himself and says, these remind us that we are here for one common goal. And he puts them on, and all the dragon marks um, put one on. The um, uh, five um, delegates of Alfheim take one. The colonels put, put them on. You see, like, you know, Illustrial kind of, like, looks at it fun, funny, and she tucks it away. Moonseeker watches her from behind and nods as she, she tucks her, her away, hers away as well. There's only four from Scarlet because two of them are like you know goldbacks, and they um, put them on. Um, Virgin does not. He simil similarly tucks his his away. Um, Agerstone, King and Queen um, put them on. And the Archlector, as you can imagine, as it's the box is, is, is brought to him, says, I'm not the one for jewelry. Hand it to him. Teferi says, well, I love jewelry myself, as he take, takes it. And as the person with the box moves on, you see his eyes flash. Mm. And there's a slight pulse of blue there that seems to travel up closes his eyes and he bends down to the, the whisper to the, the, the archlector. And then one for the um, king and the, um, the, the queen as well. Uh, I have three. Oh, king, queen, and the um, queen. The, the, the queen as well. Elspeth, um, the peacemaker, wears one as well. That would mean, but if my math is correct, there are still three extras to which um, Perix says, three extras for those who want them, only 1,000 gold each. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Well, no, I'm not joke, joking. That is the cost of which we will eventually be selling these four. Um, but for now, if there are three of you who are most interested in, in, in these, cons consider this your one opportunity to try them as you see fit. Any takers? Any? And you do, do the quick, quick mental math. That means that he's dumping like 30,000 um, worth of gold here on this, mm -hmm. on this thing. I do want to insight check this whole thing, for lack of a better phrase. Sure. Presentation? Yes. Demonstration? To, uh, I guess I'm trying to pick up if there's any, this seems like a great way to get everybody to wear something that you can spy on them or control them if there's command. I don't know. If you sure. Know what I mean. like, no, absolutely. So, or explode. Uh, yeah, or explode. Like they can set them off to just kill them all kind of things. So 25. 25 for your yeah. insight check? Damn, son. Um... I would say that um, <coughs> I would say with that oh, that's very high of a check. With that high of a check, Merricks doesn't care what mm -hmm. happens to pe people. He seems to be very confident in his own protection, and that he doesn't seem to be worried about about handing these things out at, at all. He's very very confident about this. Um, as like as far as can you suss? I mean, I think that what you said is absolutely absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure, scrying. I mean, for sure, scrying. This is a great way to scry on some someone. One hundred percent for sure. Um, other things that you mentioned, um, locating a person could could be done. Not scrying, but just like using locate. For a lot of things that you can do with this, and I would say that you definitely get a sense of like these things have the capability to mark someone and watching who wears them, who does not, is one of those things like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I guess Elspeth was, was the, the, the other person who, who talked. Um, 
her words ring very true. Everything that she, she said is true. Whether or not she's nefariously funding this so it's how people wear these things. Uh, even with a check that high, unclear if that is her intent or if she's being manipulated or if it's all a thing. But astute point is this is the one thing nobody else said, oh, she funded this. Mm -hmm. like no, no, nobody like, yeah, else that said that. So it does seem a bit, a bit odd um, at, at that point. If no one else steps forward, Annie will say, I'll take one. Okay. You you come up, you will happily. Um, Eric himself ha has all three, comes up, and, and grants one onto you, and says, maybe I'll keep the other one if no, nobody else is interested. Hmm? Does anybody want two? No, no, no. Surely that would be too much. Too much. So get, gives that to you. I'll go back to Earth and kind of make a show without making a show of having you put it on my wrist. Okay. So then when you're close enough, like doing that, I'm going to say this is going straight on you. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Sally will try to scry on me. But in the long term, this will only come. Maybe. Interesting. And last but not least <laughs> is Hollis Vidalis. Mm -hmm. uh, he comes in, and this human host, he, uh, they are the um, animals, the animal mm -hmm. ha handling host. Uh, why last? Well, it's ponytail, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Very much like, you know, unrisked of guy. the human era, or like in Victorian, not Victorian times, but, you know, human, very much um, Bridgerton dressed sort of very, person. Yes. Absolutely. He gives unto each a horse-shaped necklace and he, he touches it and says we may not all be paladins here but some ways we can take a bit of them in a similar form as he draws his fingers off greenish energies flow and follow his fingers he pushes it forward and slowly over time a you know what this is that's a phantom steed mm -hmm. And he says, no, don't be fooled. That why, why, why is this better than a normal horse? Well, one, you can carry this one on your neck. But two, you have to get somewhere in a quick hurry. Has his fingers and the horse moves and just begins to run laps around this place as it moves 300 feet per, per turn. Mm -hmm. So like 10 times faster than a normal, five times faster than a normal horse can. People can see just kind of zipping around as they move back. It's sort of incorporeal, it doesn't leave any hoof prints. There is some sound and in its wake of its wind, people are like, whoa, as it goes around. Then he claps his hands and it, it hits low to a halt and comes over and he, he puts a, a hand on her and then comes back to the necklace. And he says, there's one of that for each delegate here. However, some people simply prefer a good old horse. Well, do I have the thing for you? He snaps his, his finger. The doors open again. And he says, for each of the delegations here, Scarland, Agerstone, and Elfheim, and in walks uh, the biggest horse you've ever fucking seen. And if you guys hadn't been to the zoo recently, you would be, like, shocked. But you've been there, and you were shocked enough. They, 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 they are. This is like bigger, oh, yeah. bigger than a Clydesdale horse, this, mm -hmm. this thing here. Bigger than Shire? 
yep, a bit. Oh my god. And there's people, you know, these, these guys look, and you know, the Vidal's family members have heard about them. Their war horses are known entities, and seeing one like this might be the first, first time for some of, of these folks. There's a bit <laughs> of, oh, oh, it's an Oz. A full magebred war horse gelding for each of you to bring home. Actually, I wrote that down wrong. I apologize. Nine in total, three per foreign delegation. Mm -hmm. This would give you a sampling of what House Vidalis can do for you. Magebred war horses. Now you'll notice, and he points, he kind of bends on a points in the under carriage area. These are geldings, so don't try anything funny yourself. Um, geldings means that they don't have balls. They can't procreate. Gathered the horse's balls. <laughs> Can you make them into They're a like this big. Big <laughs> 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 yourself. Oh. Rocky Mountain are so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> these, these rubber balls. Uh, but as the court edicts are lifted and appliances are had, there are more than simply necklaces of horses and war horses. You can have your own stallion. Perhaps begin to improve your own on ancient horse lines. Furthermore, likes of griffins. We have alliances with eagles and owls. We have trained entire legions of ravens to carry messages for us. Suffice to say, there's much that House Vidalis can do for you, magically or otherwise. As he, he, he then ha puts in, in his, as he bows, he takes from his back pocket and he pulls out a small trinket and he whispers a, a, a word to it. And you know exactly what this says. Is he he tosses it in the air and it unfolds geometrically into a brass griffin. That, and then it turns into real feathers ruffling down from, from beak to tail. And it takes off and flies around the room. Good amount of applause. Or people like horses, especially ones this pimpin'. The horse is led. <laughs> I thought you were going with that word. The horse is led back out. Um, and in fact, he turns and says, no, no, the dance is not for you, my darling. As he then ushers back, and the horse, well-trained as this bestial-looking thing, takes backward steps and moonwalks, essentially, out of, of the place as the griffin then well, then lands and furls its feathers and squeezes itself through the, the door as well. Those who are doing the counting begin to applaud because finally this is over. But it was a very, very long thing here as they all bring their, their gifts. That was all 12? Mm -hmm. That was all 12. That was all 12. Okay. Um, they do go around and give the um, necklaces to each um, delegate as well, who are like sweet <coughs> necklaces, bracelets, swords, because many of, of, of them got the um, safe, got the sabers. Mm -hmm. Now they come over and begin to, to you know, grab the sabers, and some want them um, on them because they're very, very fine. And, you know, Kenneth had a good good point. You never know what's going to happen. Shield, shield, shield. Mm -hmm. can be very nice. So all that sort of stuff. So some begin to put on, the, on these, these gifts and whatnot. Everyone then begins, um, well, and then Queen Selene will say, will say, and without further ado, let us be begin this small, intimate gala of friends and 
sciences. And she gestures, and the, the, the music kicks up in earnest. And the din of conversation almost immediately kicks up as people just begin to go over to the dragon marks and talk. And uh, the dragon marks are now center of attention by all means as people just go over and they begin to talk with them, talking about, about the gifts, looking at the bracelets, and some of them even begin to like to summon the phantom steeds as, 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 as the Earl. And then they hop on and go, well, this is quite nice, and all that stuff. So there's not much dancing immediately. That's funny. Um, with that said, as the music uh, um, picks up and there's, a, there's two phantom steeds following themselves, down here, um, Brevin did, um, Deneth says, hey, what's this now? Ballroom floor is meant for one thing, one thing only, not blasting holes and not horse trotting, dancing. And he reaches over and he grabs Armenea's um, hand, the, the female um, Cornel, mm -hmm. and almost like pulls her down and one of the, um, one of the wardens steps forward but he very swiftly brings her down into here twists her around brings her into full on grapple almost mm -hmm. and just begins a perfect like waltz like whatever the music is right now he just very good dancer and she stumbles for a moment and then she smiles and kind of leans into it and then she begins to lead him and there's this sort of you know the battle on the dance floor not mm -hmm. when you break dancing will happen later, later on in the night <laughs> dwarves have that low <laughs> center of grab they can spin for days for days the mm -hmm. um, warden, uh, Kirona, the um, wife of Castrol, she had her sword barely drawn, then she just, she's seeing that that's what he does. So now things begin in earnest. The gala is, is going. You see these gifts aplenty, and the garden, the, the doors once again close. People can begin to do what they want. It's 9 o'clock here. Take our break. Yeah. Makes we'll sense. Return. Beer, beer. Yeah.